0: fables one hundred seventy nine and one hundred eighty by jean de la fontaine translated by walter thornbury read for LibriVox.org by eva davis the sculptor and the statue of jupiter a block of marble shone so white a sculptor bought it and that night said now my chisel let's decree god tank or table shall it be will have a god the dream i clasp his hand a thunderbolt shall grasp tremble ye monarchs ere it's hurled behold the master of the world so well the patient workmen wrought in stone the vision of his thought the people cried at last beseech the gods to grant it power of speech some even dared the crowd to tell that when the chisel's last blow fell the sculptor was the first with dread to turn away his trembling head the ancient poets not to blame for weak man's terror fear and shame the gods invented in each age abhorring human hate and rage the sculptor was a child confess his mind like children's in distress tormented by this ceaseless sorrow his doll might angry be to-morrow the heart obeys its guide the mind and from the source there flows we find this pagan error which we see widen to all infinity we all embrace some favorite dream and follow it down flood and stream pygmalion was in love tis said with venus that himself had made each turns his dream into a truth and tries to fancy it all sooth ice to the facts before his face but burning falsehood to embrace the mouse metamorphosed into a girl a mouse from the beak of an owl fell down a brahmin lifted it up half dead tenderly nursed it and tamed it and fed i could not have done such an act i own but every land has its own conceit with a mouse i'd rather not sit at meat but brahmins regard a flea as a friend for they think that the soul of a king may descend to some beast or insect or dog or mite pythagoras taught them this law erudite thus believing the Brahmin, a sorcerer prayed that the mouse might resume some more elegant dress the wise man consented and truth to confess performed his task well for the mouse became maid ah a maid of fifteen such an elegant creature of a form so genteel of such exquisite feature, that if Paris had met her, that amorous boy would have risked to possess her full many a troy. The Brahmin said, Darling, you've but to declare whom you'll have for a husband, for none will refuse such a beautiful bride. You have only to choose. Then the maiden replied, i confess that i long for a husband that's valiant and noble and strong then the brahman knelt down and addressing the sun cried noblest of living things you are the one but the lord of the daylight replied tis not true that i am so strong for the cloud you see yonder piled high with the rain and the hail and the thunder could hide me at once if he chose from your view to the cloud then appealing the brahmin declared that with him lord of storms his child's fate should be shared no no said the dark cloud it never can be for at each breath of wind i am driven to flee if you'd have for a son-in-law somebody strong your maid to the north wind should fairly belong disgusted with constant refusals like these the brahmin appealed to the wild roving breeze and the breeze was quite willing to wed the fair maid but a mountain-top huge his love's pilgrimage stayed the ball at this game of a lover to find now passed to the hill but he quickly declined for said he with the rat i'm not friends and i know if i took the fair maid he would gnaw at me so at the mention of rat the fair maiden with glee cried tis rat and rat only my husband shall be see a girl for a rat now apollo forsaking it was one of those strokes which love glories in making and twixt you and me such strange instances are amongst girls that we know of more frequent than rare with men and with beasts it is ever the same they still show the trace of the place whence they came and this fable may aid us to prove it but yet on a nearer inspection some sophistries met in its traits for to trust to this fanciful story any spouse were more good than the son in his glory but what shall i say that a giant is less than a flea because fleas can a giant distress the rat if this rule must be strictly obeyed of his wife to the cat would a present have made and the cat to the dog and the dog to the bear till at length by a sort of a high winding stair the story had brought us where first twas begun and the beautiful maid would have married the sun but let us return to the metempsychosis the truth of which firstly this fable supposes it seems to me plain that the fable itself the system decidedly puts on the shelf according to Brahmin law animals all that inhabit the earth be they mighty or small be they men mice or wolves or e'en creatures more coarse their souls have derived from one general source and vary in physical actions just so as the form of their organs may force them to do and if this be the case then how came it that one of so fine formed a frame did not wed with the sun whereas as we know to a rat she devoted the charms on which many a king would have doted all things considered, all declare that girl and mouse souls different are. We must our destiny fulfill as ordered by the sovereign will. Appeal to magic, it is all in vain. The soul once born will still the same remain. End of Fable 180. This recording is in the public domain.